With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And uh, we are back with the second part of our podcast. Josh is still sitting here, but oh, he just clicked off. Never mind. <laughs> that, that, that was a fake out. Uh, anyway, uh, you're listening to the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, uh, joined, by, as always, by Mr. Jeffrey Benedict, who was a touch late for class tonight. Uh, and I think it's only fair if you give the people your best uh, uh, Maxime, uh, what, uh, Talbot uh, superstar uh, impression. <laughs> Did you actually look that up? Of course I did. <laughs> and all is forgiven. That's all that's all I needed <laughs> to put a smile back on this face. Jeffrey, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good now that I'm here. I'm doing much better now. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> now uh Talking Notre Dame today, uh, of course, there is some big news of a, a former uh, Notre Dame wide receiver uh, jersey up on the wall behind me there. Uh, what are your thoughts on kicking people while they're uh, down on the ground in a bar fight? It's a bar fight. Like, it wasn't that long ago we were worried about people getting, like, stabbed in a bar while Mike Pouncey and Marquise Pouncey were there. Like, you know, no one died. Yeah, that's number one. No one is no one is is in jail. No one is like stabbed anybody. Nobody got shot. I, I'm not. I don't know. Someone gets kicked when they're down in a bar fight. I really I really don't care. Like, that's just that's me. I'm like, well, yeah, you shouldn't have been in a bar fight. It's stupid. Yeah. Chase Claypool did something stupid. He was in a bar fight. Stupid. Uh but I mean, it's he's it's not nearly on the level of the stuff Todd Haley used to do. <laughs> I was just about to mention Todd Haley. I was just about to say, if only he was still the offense coordinator, and they're trying to give him 
trying to give him some uh, some crap for for his action. Just be like, I just saw our OC just like completely hammered down at Cowboys. Like, <laughs> no, I was kicking Todd Haley trying to get him off that person. Like, <laughs> Todd, stop it, stop it! They're like, there's not biting that person in the face. <laughs> at least he's not biting kneecaps over in yeah, Detroit. Seriously. Oh goodness oh, gracious! Yeah, I, that really, was... I I don't get it. Like we people have fights. Fights are dumb. They're dirty. They're like, he wasn't in a box. Like, I don't know. I don't know why we care. I honestly don't know why we care. They broke it up. You know, the, the lady who was recording, it's yelling at it. Grow up. You're a bunch of idiots. Like some people I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's about as we're good now. You know, (laughs) we're pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't have, I just, I don't get the problem with it. I don't, I think we, as a culture, like to be upset by things and be shocked by them. But no one who goes to clubs like that is surprised when someone ends up on the ground getting kicked. No one. Yeah. Uh, It's the world we live in with the smartphones. I suppose you got to be on your best behavior at all times. And that's, uh, that's something pro athletes just got to deal with. So it's unfortunate, but you know what? Uh, Despite there not being ice on the ground, I, I guess we learned that uh, you don't mess with Canadians. <laughs> we're going to kick you in the ass, and we're going to kick you while you're down. <laughs> we'll kick you in the face. Nice. Exactly. Like, oh, sorry. Did that hurt? <laughs> did you again? <laughs> oh. oh, we have fun. We have a lot. I'll fun. give the caveat. If we find out there's more to it, mm. like, you know, okay. Okay. We don't know if there's anything to this. If it's just stupidity at a bar that's that's what happens at night at a bar people are stupid it happens so as long as there's nothing more to it i i really don't have a problem and, and despite the speculation in the live chat i was i was not at that uh, california bar uh backing him up that uh, fake news i was not there <laughs> oh, wait was he in california i i believe it was that, uh, see that's worse to me what are you like what are you doing in california <laughs> well, I think he's training with uh, TJ Hoosmanzada uh, and his uh, his group. Oh, this is like I two strikes know. now. Okay, never mind. This is a big deal. <laughs> he's been I working out with him uh, since he's been playing at Notre Dame. So I can mm. – uh, <laughs> mm. that's why he didn't break a 1,000 yards no. this past year. So. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. Dude, make sure he was kicking someone and not stepping on a terrible towel. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Check the film. Make sure he wasn't wiping his foot with a terrible towel or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Steeler stuff. Steeler. There's been a lot of it. <laughs> Steven Nelson mostly is uh, some of the big news of the past couple days here. And all of a sudden, the Steelers' uh, strength of uh, one of their more uh, strong position groups at corners kind of being decimated by uh, free agency, by cuts. What do you have to make about this, about this group and that release in general? Okay, on the release... Uh, I just did. My film room came out today. I actually rushed to put it out last night so that it would get it done last night so it could come out today on the second day with all the, you know, right after all the news dropped of him getting cut. Uh, But really, I did a two-part film room on Cameron Sutton. I did one on him at Nickel when he filled in this week, this uh, year, a couple weeks in a row for Mike Hilton in the middle of the season. It was, it's, he's such a different player than Mike Hilton that the defense, he didn't really fit. And they tried to like manufacture ways for him to work around Mike Hilton's role because that's not him. He's not that he's not that dude. It'd be like Vince Williams and Devin Bush, totally different linebackers. You know, you can be a really 
I shouldn't say that there is because it's there's a difference in quality there that that is bigger than with uh, with Sutton and Hilton, but it's just such different styles that they don't fit. And he didn't fit there. Uh, and then today's film room, I talk about him and Nelson, and he fits that role. Cameron Sutton fits the role that they play Stephen Nelson in. He isn't quite at Stephen Nelson's level in a few areas, but really, once they signed Cameron Sutton. And Steven Nelson, they started talking about, you know, saying he could get a trade. My initial thought was, okay, they didn't want to keep Nelson past this year because they've got Sutton. They've got Sutton and they were playing it on boom 2021. You you're you're the you're the nickel 2022. You're the starter. But when you look at the salary cap, I think looking at the salary cap and some of the stuff and how much money they need to get the rookie class in, I think it's quite possible. The, the the money Cameron Sutton is getting, which is less than a fourth of what Steven Nelson was going to hit on the cap, than what they saved from the cap with Steven Nelson cutting. It was less than a fourth of that money is what Cameron Sutton is on the cap this year. I think the Steelers were like, you know, I, I hate to I hate to go uh, in a, a Ravens, you know, tie in here, but Ozzie Newsom used to say the 80-20 rule, if you can get 80% of the production for 20% of the cost, you do it. And that's what Steven Nelson is. He's he's around 23% of the cost, and he's probably 85% of the player that Steven Nelson was. So it makes sense there. Uh, but now the Steelers need a nickel. They need that nickel cornerback. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see because there are some players they are looking at in the draft that are that kind of you draft them, you put them into nickel, and then you move them outside later. Like that's that's the kind of players they're looking at you could see a first or a second round cornerback taken here, put into Mike Hilton's role and then moved outside eventually. Uh, but I also, I also think we have to keep an eye on James Pierre because he, he is like a poor man's Joe Hayden, in my opinion. And uh, I, I think he could be a factor in there, at least as the dime back, possibly as the nickel. A, a lot to unpack there. Uh, the first thing I want to get to, it was a bit of a buzzword. You said draft. The corners, the Steelers cannot draft corners, period. That scares me. Do you think they could turn to the free agent market and just recognize the, the flaw in their ways? Or would they just keep going to the well and uh, hope to uh, to change the tides, their uh, cornerback misfortunes? I actually hope they draft a cornerback. I'm kind of leaning that way now because watching some film, watching some different things, uh, I can't remember his name now. Our defensive guy that came from, he was on the Bengals in Detroit. He was a defense coordinator. Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin. How can I always forget his name? Wow. Uh, but he is the guy that solves how we use our defensive backs. And it really became obvious to me doing, uh, when I was looking at film on Miles Killebrew and how the Detroit used their defensive backs under him when they had a whole bunch of trash defensive backs, like they were seven or eight deep at like not starters, right? They, it was like, it was like they had seven Cam Suttons, right? You're, you, you, they're not the guy you want really want starting, but you can live with it, but you don't want a whole bunch of them. That's not a good thing. Uh, and he would, how he would move them around, how he would use them really opened my eyes. And I was like, wow, okay, this, that's why we started using our defensive backs better in 2019. All of a sudden, bam, everyone looks better. Because we're using them better. We're finding ways to play them to their strengths. Something Keith Butler didn't do well with the secondary. They brought in a guy to do that. So I'd be fine with us drafting a cornerback. Uh, we haven't drafted one since he came. Uh, James Pierre, 
other James Pierre was our uh, only rookie free agent to make it last year, undrafted free agent, and he looked good in this defense. He did for the little he played. He looked good. I'd like to see him get another shot. But if the Steelers, if the Steelers are like we could draft this guy, fit him in this role with Terrell, Terrell Austin here, I think they would do a much better job at matching up a draft pick to the role they're going to have him play in the defense. Interesting. And you know what? It, it's unfortunate for a kid if they if they do draft a corner. I would sit there and be like, oh, he's a bust. They, they dropped him, <laughs> therefore he's a bust. So he's like, a- I, I would have a hard time giving someone the benefit of the doubt just based on their history. Kind of like the Patriots drafting a receiver. It's just like, well... He's he's not very good. Clearly, it, it like it, it's it's a curse for, for sure. It is, but like they're meant to be broken. But <laughs> well, you think Artie Burns, Justin Lane, they still fit the mold of the Dick LeBeau cornerback. You draft a big, tall, fast guy, and then you hope he figures out how to play. That like that's what Dick LeBeau always did. And you had Ike Taylor, who did. Ike Taylor figured it out. Pretty much, no one else did. Like you look at Dick LeBeau has like the worst record of drafting those tall, fast cornerbacks of anybody, anybody. And we drafted a ton of them and all of them were not good. So I am looking for, if they do draft a cornerback, I think you'll see more of someone with NFL ready skills more than an athletic profile because we have a Terrell Austin who can say, Hey, if they can do this, this, and this, this is how we'll use them. Like, right? They do A, B, and C, and we're going to use them in this role. That's that's more of how he operates uh, rather than let's draft somebody and hope they turn into like elite corner. And if they don't, then we'll just draft a new person in the second round and hope they turn into an elite corner. Uh, so I have a lot more hope in that, but they'd have to show it. They still have to show it. Yeah, it, it's just the unfortunate uh, situation for for any kid put in that situation. But yeah, getting more All the into, fans are going to be down on them. Oh, for sure. And it, even if they traded, or, or even if the best corner in the draft, a, a J.C. Horn, whoever, Patrick Sertan falls to them in the first round, and the Steelers take him, fans would still be like, "Well, he sucks." <laughs> <laughs> we just we just cursed this kid's career. Uh, it, that that's just the the way it goes when when you miss so many times at the same position, but. The, really, the Steelers had some other news uh, today that uh, was football-related news. Uh, they, they officially brought in uh, their free agent signings, their kind of depth pieces in uh, Miles Killebrew, uh, Joe Haig. Uh, Robert Spillane signed his uh, restricted free agent uh, tender today. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive rights. Correct. So that uh, that would be like a one-year, one million, I believe, is, is the numbers for that. So... Uh, outside of that, Steelers really have been quiet, but today they did free up a little bit more money by uh, redoing the contract of Eric Ebron. That's as far as we know. We don't know if it's void years or if it's a pure, a pure extension or what exactly it means, a combination of both. Uh, all we know is $3.9 million are back in the Steelers' pockets. What do you think the Steelers uh, kind of do with some of this money before they kind of uh, they built up the capital to be able to sign their draft picks and have some money to uh, enter the 2021 season? Now they're starting to uh, line their pockets with some money that they can actually go out and make some moves. Is there a spot in particular you, you think uh, they might chase? I honestly, uh, center is still the big one. 
center still takes priority to me over even cornerback. I don't, I think you can get by because you have Devin Bush, because you still have the, the front line, and because you have the safeties behind him. You can get away with lesser play in the at cornerback in depth, right? Nickel, nickel and dime cornerback are a coverage by committee kind of role. You're not you're really not just isolated on somebody. It's a very different animal uh, than outside cornerback. And you can skimp there a bit because you're going to have guys behind them. You're going to have Devin Bush in front of them. Uh, you can cover for people a bit. But center, center is somewhere you need somebody. So to me, anything would be center is number one. Uh, but I could also see them. Oh, gosh, I hope they don't. But I could see them going into the draft with, with B.J. Finney penciled in as their starting center. I really hope that's not the case, but it could happen because you know the Steelers like to go into the season with some little extra leeway money. They always yeah. like to do that. It'd be really da- like if that's the case. Like we saw, especially me being in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Finney and Camp last year was talked about a fair bit because the Seahawks did allocate a, a fair amount of money to him. They don't really spend a whole lot on their offensive line, and we we know Russ's concerns with that Seahawks offensive line. They're very low on it. And he almost immediately lost his starting job, which was just a a paved road for him to just basically show up every day and it was his. Lost it to a guard. Uh, and the Seahawks are still looking for a center. They, they traded him away as a throw-in piece in the Carlos uh, Dunlap deal to another offensive line he also couldn't play in, on, in Cincinnati. So if Finney is the starter, Going into the draft, it, it almost feels like to me at that point you have you have to reach on a center at twenty four because other, otherwise you're you're rolling the dice and if Dickerson and Humphrey aren't there at fifty five, now you're forced to to reach into the the third and fourth round guys and one of those guys is going to have to be your starter. That worries me and I, I'm kind of curious uh, if you're feeling the same way on that. Absolutely, absolutely, they really cannot afford. Uh, to go into the draft with B.J. Finney as their center. You you can't do that. That's that's not winning football. Now, uh, another thing that some eagle-eyed uh, Steelers fans t- saw today, and I uh, brought up with uh, Bad before you got on, uh, he, or Jesse James, uh, former Steelers tight end, goes to Detroit. Today, he changes uh, all his uh, profile and photos on uh, his social media accounts to him back in his Steelers gear. Uh, and I know all offseason long, that's kind of been the, the – from the second he was cut, it, it kind of seemed like all the media types, all the insiders said, well, Jesse James is probably going to end up back in Pittsburgh. And at, at this rate, do you, do you kind of just see that move kind of being a formality uh, as we sit here today? It makes sense. I don't know if it'll happen, though. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Uh, so I hope it happens. I would be glad for that. I don't think as much as I would love, honestly, as much as like Tommy Tremble stands out as someone that I would honestly just love. He's on like my wish list of, mm. of players for the Steelers to draft. You get him in like a fourth or fifth round. That would be a st- incredible steal. Great play. Uh, but Jesse James would work. Jesse James would work, especially if that's a cheap contract. Yeah, he'd, he'd be good back here. Now, one of the other things I guess we can kind of tie in is uh, the Steelers' plan in general. Me right now kind of looking at the Steelers' combination of offseason moves really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And uh, I'm kind of curious uh, looking at this team itself as well. 
do you see any kind of clear path to what they're they're trying to do and potentially if they're kind of showing their hand for the draft or does it kind of feel like a jumbled mess uh, to you as well? It really does have that feeling of a jumbled mess. Uh, there was there was someone arguing. I was on the, I was on the internet and someone was arguing saying like if the Steelers are gonna like the, like the Steelers seem like they're uh, like they're not really willing to admit that this year is going to stink. Like you brought Ben back, yeah. You're kind of like yeah, this is our last shot. We're all in for one more year, but also we don't have money, you know. <laughs> and uh, to me. I, I put this on a Twitter post, but it, but if you're saying, you know, we're trying to win right now, uh, but we can't spend the money to win right now. So we're just going to kind of throw things together. That's what the pirates did. That's what the pirates used to do every season is be like, yeah, whoa, we're trying to win. Uh, but also we don't have any money, so we're not going to spend any money, but we're also going to be all in just for this season to try and win everything we can this year with no money. That's what it sounds like to me with the Steelers. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of bad, but in all honesty, we've been here before. We've been here a number of times, and then all of a sudden they sign one player, and you're like, "Whoa, hey, that's a pretty good pickup." And okay, that fills a big hole. All right, and then you get through the draft, and you're like, "Whoa, this team could be actually good." For example, 2019 after the 2018 season, we're like, "This team is horrible. Like they're just bad." And then Ben Roethlisberger goes down, and they win the same number of games. Like they would, they still win. They still don't have a losing season, you know. They still have a, eight wins. And then because they had a few, they had a few guys late. They had a had a good draft, and wow, the team's a totally different team. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's uh, you know, just kind of looking at it, if they sign an Austin Blythe, uh, the center from the Los Angeles Rams, uh, if they brought in. I don't know, Jesse James on top of that and paired it with some other, I don't want to say a running back. Uh, that seems, that definitely at this point feels like a formality of something they'll do in the draft, especially high. Uh, gosh. Uh, say, say some big time outside linebacker depth. If they paired like three moves like that together and then nailed the draft, all of a sudden I, I could definitely see my confidence level raise as well right now there, there is a ton of worry though um especially because they're pushing a lot of money into the future but then haven't done anything to kind of uh to to kind of level that to say oh we are a team making a push like when you look at the afc north as well uh the ravens are definitely a team that's taken a, a step back this year but i think the browns are a team that have taken a step forward and that kind of seems like to be the the main co competition who uh to try to uh, maintain the AFC North title is going to be up against the Browns. So what do you think of uh, free agency, this this early part of uh, the new league year uh, across the entire division? Yeah, a, yeah, the Browns look good. <laughs> I have to say that. Like, they, they have stuff to build on. The question is, can they? You know that that team is trying to rebuild a new to build to build a new culture, not rebuild it. They've never had it since they 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 came back into the NFL. Um, so yeah, like if they can get that culture going, that's the biggest thing. Can they actually learn to win uh, and be winners? Then then they're they're a real threat. Uh, Ravens, man, it's crazy to me that that two wide receivers have now gone away from the Ravens. It sounds for, like more than that. 
Yeah, like they're getting offered more money, and they're like, mm, Juju's like, no, nah, I'm going back to Pittsburgh. T.Y. Hilton's like, mm, I'm going to stick with the Colts, man. That's That doesn't sound good. Is that, that Lamar Jackson or Greg Roman? Is that the offense, or are they saying like, oh, this guy can't throw the ball? It's saying something. I, I don't think it's Lamar because I – on film, Lamar is not – Lamar, oh, there's so much there. There's so much, and it's so you can't dig into it in the time we have. I don't think it's fully on Lamar, but it is partially. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to that. I think there is a lot to that. Uh, there's a lot of wide receivers that, that leave Baltimore. You don't really stay there. Like, they just that's – not, that's not a team that does that. So, to me, I, probably they understand it's a one-year deal, and it's a one-year deal that's not leading anywhere. That's that's my bet on the on the Ravens with wide receivers, uh, but you brought up outside linebackers for the Steelers. Are are you forgetting our big signing? There there is a big signing of the day, Cassius Marsh, uh, Mister uh, Pokemon and Magic the Gathering uh, card shop owner. Uh, he made it one good special teams tackle against the Colts. Yeah, uh, was awful I, against the Browns. Like to say, I called it. He'd be their guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I told you they were going to bring him back. Yeah, you know, I had no problem with that. He, he yeah. brought some juice on special teams. Lord help us if it's any more than special teams. Yeah, Lord helps if he has to come in for TJ Watt. Oh, like you know games. what? If it wasn't my job to like to watch these games and like tweet about them and, and write about them and do podcasts on them, I would turn those games off. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Watt was I- on the field and Cassius Mars was. I would do I would do a film room on Cassius March in that playoff game, but wow, it was bad. Oh, it was just ugly. And the Browns really quickly were like, "That guy, that guy, pick on him." <laughs> like yeah. you know, they didn't even have their coaches on the field, and they they knew it's like, "Whoa, whoa yeah, we're there." Yeah, and- I, you know that might have helped because the offense court, the guy like, there's no offense. You're like, "What are we doing?" You know what? You know what? Run at that guy. Just run at that guy. He's, 49 he's awesome. is a horrible number. He, he's clearly like a junior varsity player. Just yeah. make a wish, kid. Just He's just on the field. Just he gives him. nothing in run defense. Let's just, just run the ball right at him. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh. Uh, as we're at the top of the clock, though, I, I did want to talk about running backs with you today. Uh, specifically, what's remaining in free agency, because that is kind of interesting to me. A, a lot of these guys are coming off the board now, and really the only ones that are left are – Leonard Fournette, I suppose, who kind of seems like a deadlock to stay in Tampa Bay, uh, and some older guys. And then there's James Conner and Le'Veon Bell, who who knows at this point what the Steelers' kind of plan is for that position. It does feel like they're gonna they're going to draft someone, but with all these running back spots kind of starting to fill up across the league, do the Steelers have to panic and take one at 24? Or will one of those top three guys be available at 55, or will they even just sign someone to to kind of fill out this backfield? In my opinion, James Conner's coming back. I kind of see that too. Yeah, I think there's there's literally no market for him. Yeah. There's just nothing people understand uh, that he is decent starter when he's healthy. 1B still though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah you, he's not the starter you want even when he's healthy and he's not really healthy. You're And I doubt he's going to get a better offer than what the Steelers would give him as far as opportunity to play and even money wise, who's going to, who's going to pay James Connor to be your, you know, backup. It's not like, yeah, he's in a tough spot. Uh, 
I I hate it because he was an NFL running back before he got cancer. Yeah. Before cancer hit him, he was a stud. He was an absolute stud and he has never gotten back there. Uh, but I take him back. I, I, we'd still need to draft somebody, but it would certainly take the pressure off. Like if Travis Etienne isn't there, you can say, all right, we'll, we'll pick up a bargain guy later with some upside. We can, you know, we can get a, uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know, later in the draft. We can, we can do that. We can get somebody or for goodness sakes, under Matt Canada's offense, uh, if you remember again, Steelers were the ninth best rushing team in the NFL through five games when Matt Canada had more say in the run game before that all fell apart. Uh, if his offense actually works, we might not need that top running back. We might be able to get by with James Conner, with Anthony McFarland, with Benny Snell, with Jalen Samuels. As much as we would all love that, uh, we could survive. Now, uh, I know we're kind of at the top of the clock here, but uh, just a, a couple more thoughts on this running back spot. Uh, there's some people that have been mentioning me uh, talking about Adrian Peterson. Now, n- not to be kind of the bell cow guy, but he he was a very good short yardage back in Detroit last year in a system that wasn't all that great. Could you potentially see them uh, pairing a guy like that with the rookie? And basically, if, if to me, if you're signing an Adrian Peterson who played vet minimum last year, who by all means would be doing the same again this year, uh, to me, if you bring a guy like that in, you pretty much just move on from Benny Snell right away. Uh, basically plays the same spot, except one guy's older and does the job better. Like, sorry, but that that's just the, the nature yeah. of it. C- could you see a move like that, or is that just too unstealers like but again, Peterson did mention the Steelers a, a spot he could see himself in. If you see the Steelers draft somebody like an Etienne who can be a wing back, move around into the slot, play running back, slot receiver, H back, wing back, can can move around and be a playmaker. Uh, a guy like Adrian Peterson makes so much sense because he would give you that power on the line to just be like. All right, Adrian, you know, get us three yards. Just just go up and hit the hole and give us three yards. Kind of a, you know, Adrian Peterson can be a Frank Gore. Yeah. You know, he can give you what Frank Gore ga- gives. Uh, and that's the perfect kind of compliment when you have a play making like speed guy who can, who can hit you from, doesn't have to line up in the backfield to hit you for a touchdown. Uh, that's the perfect kind of compliment there. At that point, you have like that, you know, uh, Ingram and, uh, What's his name? Oh my gosh, another name. Oh, in, in Baltimore before, or are you talking Alvin Kamara? Saints, in- yeah, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Like his first year when he was only a part time running back, like you still had that because you had that power guy. Uh, they can give you kind of that dynamic, not not quite on that level, but I think you could get that kind of dynamic out of him. Awesome. Uh, so that pretty much does it for today's show. Uh, so, Jeffrey, before we get out, is there anything uh, you want to plug for the people? Uh, the film room I did today is a good one. Cameron Sutton filling in for, for Steven Nelson. It focuses on week 13, uh, which we did lose, but that was more on the offense. The defense actually did pretty good, but it shows exactly where his strengths and weaknesses are and what you can expect because I believe he is going to be your outside cornerback playing where Steven Nelson did last season. He's going to be doing that this season. So check that out. Awesome. Um, I'll have a probably a couple stories out tomorrow 
on a number of different topics. I think uh, I'll also dive into uh, something along the lines of uh, looking at just uh, what we finished the show talking about uh, drafting a running back and potentially if someone's available uh, a little bit later instead of the that first round pick, uh, one of those top three guys potentially falling. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Make sure you're also clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, as uh, deputy de- uh, co-editor Dave Schofield says uh, so eloquently, uh, just make sure you're always clicking over to that website for everything when it comes to breaking news. You're going to uh, find it all there at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And make sure you're listening to the entire family of podcasts brought to you by said website. So for my uh, co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Michael Beck. Uh, we will catch you guys next It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.